Blog Talk Radio. top or even in a cave somewhere at least you're listening to beyond the gate radio this sunday october 13th 2011 edition boy have we got an awesome guest for you tonight and i mean awesome but before i tell you about our wonderful guest if you really like us and you're not following us please on this blog top radio website be sure to push the follow button so you may follow us and if you like us that much you may also follow us we have i have my page on facebook david and baker i have psychic medium david baker on facebook and beyond the gate radio also on facebook to get there go to my website www.davidbakerspiritmedium.com which is posted in the chat room and on the uh, home page there to the left, I have a Twitter follow, my Facebook follows, and all kinds of cool stuff, I tell you. Now, after tonight's show, I'm not going to have maybe any more shows this month until December because I, I need to write my second book. It takes a lot of energy. So if you miss me, you can always replay some of the shows. However, perhaps in December, if not sooner, I'm planning on a special show. Boy, if we got a surprise for you, lots of callers always ask questions about developing your psychic ability. Well, I'm going to have a panel of a few psychics on, a special show, and each one of us will talk for a few minutes explaining different facets of psychic development, giving you some really easy-to-understand tips. Then we will take callers to ask questions if you have questions about you know, your psychic development, mediumship, or whatever, you know, there'll be somebody on the panel that will answer it. It'll be a really great show. So, having said that, we have Karen Hager on tonight. She is a radio host of uh, Fog City Psychic. Yay. And she has a show on Block Talk Radio. Take a look at my website, Beyond the Gate Radio. It's got all her information. We just typed her main website there, which is... Uh, www.foxcitypsychic.com. Go there and get all her information. I was on the show a couple times, and let me tell you, she is really an awesome person. And I'm just, you know, wondering what what took me so long to get her on the show. But she's here, and and I know I'm going to have her on again as well. So let me just tell you a little bit about her before I bring her in. Karen, uh, the Fox City Psychic. She helps people lift the fog of confusion and regain clarity about their life purpose. She connects with Source to provide compassionate, no-nonsense, intuitive human voice. Karen quickly gets to the root of your question and helps you see the possibilities for transformation. Passionate about helping others connect with their natural intuitive abilities, Karen leads intuitive development classes and works with selected healers and teachers to empower people to listen to their own inner guidance. She's the host of the popular weekly radio show, Out of the Fog. My apologies for getting it wrong earlier. That fog always confuses me, so I need to get out of the fog and into her fog. (laughs) So her show is Out of the Fog on Block Talk Radio. It's a transformation talk radio, and she also has a show on WB, 
LQ. If I'm wrong, she can correct that. And uh, she says that these are times of great transformation, and many people are struggling with fear of change. Karen encourages listeners to shift their perspectives from love to fear so that they may receive the gifts of living through these unusual times. So once again, you can find out more about Karen and her work at www.fogcitypsychic.com. Without further ado, I'm going to welcome Karen on the show. Karen, how are you tonight? I am very happy. David and Sherelle, thank you so much for having me on the show tonight. Thank you. You're welcome, and, and we're, we're happy to have you here. My apologies to Sherelle. I was so excited about getting you on. I forgot to tell everybody <laughs> <laughs> that Sherelle's with me tonight. Sherelle, would you please say hello? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. And I, I'm just excited to jump right in. Karen is a great guest, and so I just wanted to be in the background and just listen in like the rest of the listeners. So welcome to the show, Karen. Thank, Thank you very much for being here tonight. And um, let's continue on with the interview. I'm excited. Great. All right. Well, and David, gonna... I do want to, I heard one thing that you read as you were reading my bio. You know, I wrote that, right? And it says that I'm, I want people to shift their perspective from love to fear. From fear um, to love. No. That's the complete opposite. <laughs> and I wrote that myself. <laughs> um, I'm all about helping people shift their perspective from fear to love. And making that shift doesn't make a rotten situation any less rotten, but what it does let you do is open up and see the opportunities and the gifts in that situation so you can move forward. So I wanted to correct that. I'm not about trying to make you more fearful. That is, that's not my idea there. <laughs> I know I saw it and I kind of like tried to gloss over it perhaps, it, but I'm sure they understood. We're all human, and you know, that's yes. part of the show here is explaining people about certain situations when they ask a psychic, you know, about certain things. And we tell them that, you know, we always have to remind them, not only are you human, we are too. This is a learning process. And today's show is going to be a one-hour show. We will interview Karen and have an interesting talk. And then later on, we'll take some callers for some short mini-readings. So I'm trying to keep it fair and balanced, as I always do. Now, there is some really interesting things I'd like to ask Karen, but since some of you are perhaps not familiar with Karen, Karen, could you tell me what part of your life did you discover that there was something different about you or did you even realize that there was something different at that particular time as far as your psychic abilities go? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I've been aware of my intuitive gifts as long as I can remember. I think... First thing that I can really for sure remember and 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 remember it well enough to sort of to talk about as a story is when my father's mother passed, um, I was about five and a half, six years old, and I remember waking her up and seeing her at the end of the bed, and I was old enough to understand that she couldn't be there, and yet she was there, and that was one of the first times that, and that made such, she came just to smile and just not to say any words that I could hear, but to give me, to show me love. She was wearing, a, she had a, a, a mink stole that she used to wear, and I loved that thing because it was all soft. You know, I realize it's not politically correct. I loved to touch that thing. So she, when she came to me after she passed, she was wearing that so that I would know it was her and that it was okay, that she wasn't scary. And that made such a big impression on me, David, that it, I, I think of that when you say, when did I first realize it? I kind of think of that. Um, moment as a place where I realized maybe maybe something was going on. Yes, this is very interesting. I noticed that many people, I didn't know anything was going on with myself when I was a youngster until I started, you know, talking to some of the my buddies in school, you know, in grammar school. We were all telling stories and I was telling mine, but after a certain point, they started to say, you're making this up, that's not true, this and that. And after a while, I decided, you know what, maybe I had better be quiet about that. And maybe there's something wrong with me. I thought there was something wrong with me. <laughs> but, well, you know. yeah, and I got, I did that too. I Once you kind of realize that you 
are picking up on things that maybe not everybody else is picking up on and that it's not cool to pick up on that stuff. You don't get rewarded for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. People look at that right. corner and are like, okay, nutcase, you go stand over there. Um, I really kept quiet and I spent most of most of my adult life, every once in a while my gifts would come out and I would use it. I used it, I worked as an actor, I did a lot of other things and I used my intuitive abilities in everything that I did. But in terms of thinking about using them directly, like admitting it, coming out of the closet about it, and helping people, that didn't happen until I was in my early 40s. And I spent a lot of the time between when I was the five-and-a-half-year-old seeing my Grandma Charlotte at the end of the bed and when I was in my 40s, I spent a lot of time trying to kind of smash the gift down and trying to sort of ignore it and, and pretend it wasn't there and that was not a real great strategy for me because, of course, when you suppress something, when you push it down like that, it always comes back and bites you in the behind. And so I, mm-hmm. because of my unwillingness to deal with it and to explore it and to accept it, um, I had some scary experiences and some unpleasant experiences. And I also lost out, I think, on the, on some chances to really where I could have really helped somebody or helped myself and I lost out on that because I wasn't willing to accept my gifts or to kind of accept the path that I was being asked to walk. Yeah, I can totally understand that. A lot of, some people you know, go with it from when they're young and start using it whether it be, you know, just to improve their life or actually as a psychic to help other people. Some people are late bloomers. Not everybody that has it needs to use it but I find that a lot of people that do decide to practice the trade have try to push it away yeah. until it, it just keeps coming back until you start practicing it That that's for those of us who practice it but not for everybody that does have that ability and um, I, I like to call it an ability not a gift because you know by calling it a gift it makes it sound like I'm being singled out by our creator to be above everybody else to be special. Mm-hmm. You know that they've given me the special gift. A miracle happened, so now I'm I'm better than everybody. And I don't. That's why I don't like calling it a gift. Mm-hmm. I like calling it an ability. And we all have an ability. Somebody has an ability to clean the house really good. Somebody has the ability to <laughs> write a book, to sing a song, mm-hmm. to talk to another person, to make them feel better. Yeah, everybody's special. And if everybody was a color, you put us together, we'd make a beautiful rainbow. You know what I mean? So I do. Well, and another way to look at that, too, I mean, I'm a big believer in that. I, I use the word gifts, but, you know, when I'm talking about that, David, I'm kind of thinking about, I think of intuition, of our innate intuitive ability as something that everybody has. And I think it's how we're meant to connect with source, how we're meant to get inner guidance to live our lives. I don't mean everybody run out and be a professional psychic, because that's not, that isn't right for everybody. But everybody, I think, gets that gift. And so I think of intuition as something that is factory installed. Now, how you are called to use that in your life is going to be different for everybody. Some people get that gift and don't open the box. Some people oh, open the, some people open the box and find some guidance that leads them to their path in life, right? Um how you explore that gift is part of your connection with source and through that connection is how you find your purpose and and the path that you walk. So I love what you said and I'll think about that because when I say gift I don't I don't feel like this makes me more special than anybody else. It makes me different, I think, because having this ability shifts how you see the world and shifts the way how you relate to people. But that's no different than you see, than you have your own view of the world and Sherelle has her own view and everybody else has their own view too. I agree. And I didn't mean to put you on the spot by saying that. Oh, God, you didn't. No, 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 no. It, I, I still say it too. And I just, you know, do a lot of thinking and sometimes I get into it and I say, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't call it that. But, you know, mm-hmm. I have, that's for me, but I still I still use the word gift anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, t- I know that people means that, you know, we all have a gift. Like the person who won the American Idol, they have the gift of voice, you know. 
Mm-hmm. You have the gift of discernment, and you know, other people have the gift to be a great teacher, a priest, a cook, right. whatever. So we all have some type of spiritual gift. If you you know, look at it that way, it, it sounds better, doesn't it? <laughs> well, and the I think the heart of the work that I'm trying to do, David, what what I'm really feeling called to do is to help people who are um, feeling like they're stuck or feeling like they've become so disconnected that they don't really know what's going on anymore or what to do next. I try to help people reestablish that connection. Um, And so I can do that by offering intuitive guidance one-on-one, but I also teach classes and I'm trying to help people get reconnected, especially now. I think as things are like, you know, time is speeding up and things seem like they're getting progressively stranger. I don't know if you feel that way. It's yeah. so important for people to be aware where they are connected or not connected and also to um, be mindful about maintaining that connection once they've established it. And that's a very good thing. We all have you know, our purpose in doing this and use it how we can to help others. Um you know, some people are, are like psychic detectives, find missing children, solve crimes, and some people do other things with it. I was just wondering, because I'm sure people are probably curious, when you make a connection with somebody, if a client should come to you and ask for your help for a reading so you can look into their energy to see what's going on about a particular situation, Exactly. I'm not going to ask you to go through the whole thing as how you tap into it and all this, but um, pretty much, do you like see pictures, signs, symbols? Do you get feelings? Do you get a knowing? Exactly how does it work for you? Um, well, I can't say exactly how it works, so I'm glad you're not going to ask me to explain it. I don't know if I can explain it. The way it works for me, David, is it feels like a shift. I was in a play once where I was playing a woman who was an artist, and as part of the play, I was it, the woman in the play was drawing a portrait of her parents. And so during the during the time that the play was going, I was drawing the portrait, and it was the audience never saw it, which is good because my stick figures are unrecognizable. To do that play, I studied with an artist, and he was trying to teach me about how an artist sees, and he taught me that there's a moment where you shift from looking at something, for example, it's like seeing the whole shape of a person. If I'm going to draw you, David, and I see your whole, there you are, there's your face and your eyes and your nose. There's a shift that an artist makes where you see the parts, you see the shapes, you see the shadows, you see the light. And when I connect with someone intuitively, what I'm really doing is making a kind of a shift for myself. I read energy from the human voice, especially that resonates with me very clearly. And once I tune into someone who I'm talking to, I begin to see pictures. I sometimes will hear um, not necessarily names, but I'll hear phrases. So when I'm reading later tonight, you'll probably hear me say, you know, I'm supposed to say or they're telling me that what that really is is information from source coming through my guide who I imagine standing off to one side like a little United Nations interpreter, you know, with like the little headset (laughs) to try to help me bring the message through. So I connect with the energy of the human voice and that kind of sparks a shift in me. So I'm clairvoyant, I'm clairaudient, and I believe that what I'm doing is looking at, I'm listening to the question the person asks, I'm looking energetically at the question behind the question. That's what I try to take to source and then bring back information from source that helps them that is going to that is going to help them move forward and of course information from source doesn't come with uh judgment it doesn't come with yelling or nastiness um information from source comes with love and light that's an important thing i had somebody say to me the other day uh, i've read with a lot of psychics but you're so nice and i said well i guess okay, yes, I guess I'm nice. And she said, no, I had someone else yelled at me. And I'll tell you what, if the psychic is yelling at you, then what what kind of connection is that? And so you just have to be aware as you're getting a reading. Um, how, what, kind of, what kind of connection are you making? Is that information coming with love and light, with compassion? Does it make sense for you? And And if not, if there's yelling or judgment, then it's okay for you to decide not to honor that information. 
That makes sense. Sherelle mm-hmm. has a question for you. I I do, um, and I, you kind of answered this already, Karen. But um, I was just curious to find out if you think that you know everyone has psychic ability. I I kind of heard you answer part of it, but I just kind of want you to kind of go back over that. Well, I believe that everyone has innate intuitive ability that it's factory installed that 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 we come in to this incarnation that's what it was okay with the ability to that's how we connect with source that's how we feel hunches and knowings and that all of that kind of stuff counts as intuitive ability and we've all got it uh, for a lot of us as kids, we're a lot freer to to use that and play with it. Our imagination is connects to our intuitive ability. Um, it, that's imagination and intuition are very closely linked. For a lot of people, as we get older, we um, kind of forget about it or smash it down or don't want to deal with it because it, there are other more what we think are more pressing things. Do I feel right. that everyone sure. has psychic abilities? I think that we all demonstrate our intuition in different ways. There are some people like me who um, can connect with someone intuitively, but somebody else who has their own innate intuitive abilities, that might not be how they experience their, I'm going to say gift, David, their gift in that way. That's very, very interesting way to look at it. Now, on, I'd like to talk a little bit about your radio show. Uh, if you could tell everybody that what basically is it that you do each time, you know, on Out of the Fog, your radio show? Sure. What do you, exactly do you talk about and do on your radio show? I want people to know a little bit about your show. Oh, sure. Um, it's I I love doing the show. I, I started on Blog Talk Radio about two and a half years ago. Not I felt called to to do a show, and I wasn't really sure. I wasn't really sure what I was about to do, so I just went ahead and did it anyway. Um, what I like to do is bring on guests, and I do this on Blog Talk Radio on Tuesday, and then I'm on Transformation Talk Radio and WBLQ, which is in New England, on Wednesdays. I enjoy interviewing guests who are light workers, who are what I like to call spiritual movers and shakers, people who maybe you've heard of or maybe you've never heard of before, to let them bring forth ideas that I feel like can help spread a little more light in the world, especially on the Blog Talk Radio Show on Tuesdays. We often do readings, and about once every six weeks, I will do a show where I just open up the lines and and take calls for readings myself. Um, The Wednesday show, uh, let's see who's on Wednesday. On my Wednesday show this week, my guest is Lisa Williams, who you probably know a well-known psychic medium, we're going to be doing an interview. One of the best things about radio is that distance is no barrier when we're talking about energy. And when we connect, like we're connecting right now, all of us, when we connect with an intention for change or for learning or for growth or for openness, we can really make a shift. We can really make things happen. And, David, I think that's why... I enjoy doing the radio show so much. Not only do I get to talk to all these cool people from all over the world, but I get to be there as that connection is made. I get to be in the circle when when we start kind of spreading that light around. And that's why I'm doing that's why I do the radio show. That's a great reason. Very great reason. Sounds very familiar to me like I bet. like uh same thing that I I have in yep. mind as well, you know what I mean? I do. Uh, I was uh, wondering that, you know, after the show tonight, I'm not going to have any for a couple of weeks because I'm I'm trying to get my book written and it takes a lot. But sometime in December, you know, planning on a show, and if it's good, maybe I'll do another one or a series of them. But a lot of people have questions about psychic development, and they sometimes ask, well, what could I do to get the meditation started or how do I recognize this or that? So I figured that, you know, if you wouldn't mind coming on with a couple of other you know, really good psychics, sure. that we could explain maybe a couple of different facets about psychic development and have people call in and ask questions yep. and it's see. A, it's a great idea, David. I think it's a great idea. It would be a great show. I feel like 
Um, and what I'm seeing in my private practice, what I'm seeing in my work on the radio, what I'm seeing in my work as an intuitive development teacher and somebody who's kind of trying to uh, – I'm, I'm moving into to teaching more than I thought I would. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And, and what I'm seeing as I make that shift is that a lot of people are waking up and and they're waking up to – to realize that they do have intuition and they want to connect with it, but they don't know how. And one of the things that's really important, and maybe we can talk about this in, in December, is how to help people not be afraid of their intuitive gifts to create a safe space where you can explore and kind of experiment with your gift without feeling scared that you're doing something wrong or that you're going to, you know what I mean, you're going to break it or, you know, you'll suddenly be surrounded by evil goat-headed demons who will suck your soul out through the crown. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, when you right. start intuitive development with a basis in grounding and protection um, and you call in your angels and your guides, then you're good to go. You're allowed to, you're allowed to work. It all starts, though, with being willing to ask for help being willing to open yourself to that connection. That's where it all begins. I totally agree. As you know, a lot of people, they just don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. They're not aware of that protection or grounding or certain permissions yeah. or just not, let, let's say if they want to work with a guide or an angel or something, they're not aware that they should uh, should not I'd say, like- uh, is there anybody out there, could you come in and help me, that, that absolutely they should not do that. Right. You know what I mean? And there's certain things you should ask for. But, Sherelle, did you have a question? Um, I I was just kind of going to add on to that. I liked the part earlier, what you said, Karen, is how you said that, you know, everyone has has been given this gift, given the box, but some people don't open it. Some people, you know, it's like a, you know, we all come come to this area with the box. Some people open it. Some people don't open it. Some people open it and look, and it's it's in a different language. They can't understand it. They just put the lid back on and put it in the closet, but they have it. And I like that, what you said about that, because then that shows us that everyone really has it. But, you know, are you going to use it? Are you going to read it? Are you going to use it? It's going to be something that you're going to use in the house. You're just going to sit it on the shelf. So I do like that. I like the the fact that you are interested in making sure that everyone is comfortable with using, because there's a lot of people out there that have the gift, but it's such a scary factor or, you know, the TV has sensationalized it in a bad way or, you know, that people are afraid to use it. So that does bring up that kind of thought to me. Um, so I'm excited, and I'm glad that you guys are both moving into the teaching realm of it because there's a lot of us out there that, that need our hand held and walked through this journey. And so that's very important because there's a lot of us that grew up that no one was there to hold our hand and say that this is okay. Yeah. You know, it was just a scary thing. So I, I, and a lot of people are waking up to the fact that, hey, I, I do, I happen to have this box on the shelf. So I, now I got to, you know, let's let's find out what it's all about. So I do appreciate that. Well, and I think too, at least what I'm finding in my work is that one of the first steps to beginning to connect, to beginning to open the box is to understand that you have permission to open the box, that you deserve a connection with source. You are worthy of having a guide because yes. you have one, you know, everybody does. You are worthy of a guide. You are worthy of that connection. That's not something to be afraid of when when you're not connected to, and I use the word source and there are so many code words around, you know, so I say source. When, you, when you're out of alignment, when you are not connected, it stops the flow. And when you're not in that flow, it's so much harder to do everything, whether that's getting up in the morning or, you know, climbing a mountain or writing a book or doing whatever. When you're not connected, everything is much more difficult. And what I'm finding is is that as people give themselves permission, as they understand that they are worthy of the connection, that in fact the connection is theirs by right, it makes it a lot easier for them to then settle in and open up and see what's there for them because of course in that box Sherelle what's in there is different for everybody that yeah the gift that's in the box is as unique as as you are 
so so there. So I could go on about that for the next 150 years. So <laughs> that's <laughs> a very good way of explaining about. it, though. That's, yeah. that's nice. I like it. And talking about connection, we're uh, halfway into the show. Do you feel like taking a caller at this time? Oh, of course. Cheryl? Absolutely. Oh, exciting. I love Bring taking callers. Okay. Okay, we have our first caller, area code 503. 503, you are on Beyond the Gate Radio. Hello, can you hear me? Can we have your name? We sure Hi, can hear you. Can we have your name and where are you calling from? This is Christine. Christine. I'm calling Christine. from Oregon. Hi, how are you? Hi, Christine. Hello. Hi. Oh, I'm really enjoying the show tonight. I'm learning a lot from it. Um, I do have a question. Oh, first, I want to say I, I love how you um, talk about um, going from the fear to the love because I think that's a really important thing that people um, get out of the fear and um, because they create more of what they are feeling. And um, it's much better to feel love and happiness than it is all the fear. But So I love that. Um, but I have a question, and it, I'm wondering if you could tell me what you see me doing next year. I have a feeling I'm going to be very busy, but I'm not exactly sure um, what exactly, to what extent I'm going to be busy and what I'm going to be doing. Um. I can't tell you what you're going to be doing, but the image that you're giving me, maybe I can. Let me see if I talk this through. Um, you know, the image that you're giving me is like someone riding the waves. You know in surfing when they're riding, I'm not going to use the right words, so pardon me. You're riding the wave and then you go inside the big wave, you know, so it's like a tube and you're riding inside the tube and everyone's going, woohoo. We were talking about flow a minute ago. Okay, that's you going through the, I don't know, there must be a real word for that, so if you know it, tell me. But it's you going through the big tube wave. So you rock next year and you deserve it, okay, absolutely, for all the hard, pardon me, all the hard work you've put in, all the setbacks you've had, you deserve your moment of riding through the waves going, woohoo, now, what, I can't tell you what this is, but what you are doing is a really interesting combination of creativity and stuff that brings you money, so you seem to be discovering some kind of magic formula, and you should call me and tell me what it is, but um, it, you are <laughs> creativity, and bringing in some money. I do not see you dripping with diamonds. I do not see you on the golden yacht. But what I do see is you having enough and more than enough. And what you seem to be doing with the more than enough is expanding your generosity out into the community. I don't know if you already are teaching other people, but expanding your generosity in sharing what you have with other with other people. And it seems like it's not just sharing money. It's like, it's like you're facilitating knowledge with people. How oh, fabulous. Yeah. Um, does it make sense what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Can you still hear me? I had to disconnect from that. Can you still hear me? Barely. Can you still hear me? Okay. Yep. Oh, yes. I, it makes a lot of it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I was Great. heard. I have heard something similar to that in the past. I mean, almost the same exact words about riding the waves and going woohoo. So that was pretty wow. interesting to hear that again. Um, and I'm very happy to hear about all that. And I'm not looking for the diamond or the gold. And I do want to have just enough so I can help other people. So that was beautiful. And um, just what I wanted to hear, I thank you so much for that. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for calling the show. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. All right. Hey, can I say right. thank you so much, Christine? Thanks. Okay. Can I say something about moving from here? Sure. And I, what the caller reminded me and something that I want to say that is certainly true for me in my life um, a lot is that, so I spend all day talking about moving from fear to love. I myself have to make about a thousand adjustments a day to shift my perspective. So moving from fear to love doesn't mean you like paste a big phony smile on your face and suddenly everything is fixed. What it means is that you are willing to be part of the to be alive, to be part of the process, to be awake, to be aware. And with I like to say that with every breath, you have the opportunity to make a different choice, make a better choice, to continue where you are. Every breath is another chance to readjust. So when I say move from fear to love, I'm not saying snap your fingers and it's all perfect because it's, it's, it's not going to be like that. We're here having an experience. So we're going to get a chance to adjust ourselves a lot along the way. That makes total sense. And when you realize that you are allowed to do that and yeah. that you don't need to be in the fear that 
you know, it's a safe place to go, safe sacred space that you can be into. But it's just a pro- progressive work. You start step by step into that, step into the new light, yeah. and you start the learning process and start working with it, and you find that, wow, what took me so long to get here? So that makes perfect sense. Well, and we are we are in control of that journey in the sense that as much as we are willing to open ourselves up, we always have free will, always have free will. For me, when I started doing this work, finally, when I finally kind of came around, I was brought to a place in my life where I was, what do I want to say about this, where I was having a kind of a physical health crisis. My body was shutting down. It was not looking so great for me. And as I was in that spot, I realized that I was being given a choice, that I could move into alignment, I could embrace the path that I felt I was being called to, or I had the choice to continue my life as it was, continue in dis-ease, right? Continue in being out of alignment and continue in not knowing what was going around and kind of flailing around being a moron. I had absolute free will to continue that path. I made a different choice. I chose to step into alignment. But we always have free will. And so if you're worried about opening up to your inner guidance because you think something scary will happen or you'll suddenly be catapulted into doing more than you wanted to do or doing it in a scary way, no. You always, always, always have the free will and you get to make that choice. That makes perfect sense. It really does. And, and that was a great reading for her. She resonated with it really well. And right. uh, we got another person with a question. Sure. Okay. Um, we're we're going to take another caller. Caller area code 646. 646, welcome to Beyond the Great Radio. What is your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, good evening, and thank you for taking my call. Um my name is Christina. I'm calling from California. And uh, Karen, uh, I don't know if you remember me, but I've uh, gotten a lot of private readings from you before. Great. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, you really, really liked your style, and you've always been very um, helpful and very gentle with um, you know, delivering difficult messages. So um just wanted to say that on the air. and You're making so. me blush now, Christina. I'm glad it's radio because I just turned very, Aww. very pink. So, <laughs> thank you. I can see you turning pink, too. <laughs> <Just kidding. Yeah. laughs> so, um, my you, question Christina. is, you know, uh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, that was a nice compliment for her. Yeah. So, my question is, um, well, um, I wasn't I'm not sure if this is the right time for me to like enter into a new relationship, and if so, um, is there a person coming into my life soon? Oh wow! Um, yes. Um, <laughs> okay, so it's it's a yes and no question. Is this a great time for you to enter into a new relationship? Well, it's a challenging time because you've got a lot of stuff going on, okay? Very busy, attention being pulled in a lot of different directions. Is there someone coming into your life? Yes, there is somebody coming into your life. And and what it brings up is a really interesting opportunity for you to kind of decide where you want to put your attention. You I know cuz I've read for you before you've been put you put a lot of attention on kind of on the career path, on that progression. Um you're being given an opportunity to shift this now a little bit more toward um balance and toward the idea of what a partnership would would mean for you. So it's a challenging time for a new relationship, but yes, I do feel somebody um, coming in. This, to me, is somebody who I think shares a lot of your... You've got a really cool, like, uh, intellectual curiosity, I'm going to say, thing going on. How does this work? Really, why do you say that it works that way? How can I find out more about how this works? And that curiosity is something that I feel like this new person also shares with you. And you may find that that's how you first meet, that's how you first connect, is through that kind of intellectual curiosity. And my sense is as you begin talk, it's in the conversation that is kind of the turn on, that's the spark, not so much in you see that person and go, wow, fantastic, I'm so physically attracted. It feels to me like it happens in conversation, in spark, in curiosity, and then maybe you go, oh, and not bad looking too, and that's and that's how that happens. Does that make sense when I say that? 
that is absolutely like I think uh correct. And have I met this person yet? Um hmm. what they're showing me when you ask that question is I I see it's kind of um it's like it you're seems sitting, like it's blocked. Well, you're sitting on a bench at the top of the hill and the person is just about to come over the top of the hill. Were they already sitting next to you on the bench? I can't tell. So this is somebody who, if they, if you did know them, they kind of went away for a little bit and they're coming back. My personal senses and my initial intuitive hit on this is that it's not someone who you have considered in that light before. They're about to come over the top of the hill and then you're going to see them, but I don't think they're over the top of the hill yet. Okay? I see. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank well, and you. thank you for making me turn red on the video. Thank you, Christina. <laughs> Many Thank blessings you. to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Well, that was very nice. I was visualizing the hill with her sitting on it and somebody a little bit lower walking around and about ready to make up his mind to go up on the hill. Oh. And oh. I, I felt the same thing. It's just that not anybody that she's connected with right now, but... Somebody is, can you say, on the precipice of coming into her life, you know, right on the edge there. Yeah. And that's really good. And as with all Some, things like this, it has to do with her openness and the other person's openness as well. Because now you've got, when you get to relationships, now you've got two sets of free will battling it out, right? Um, that's and, true. So it's when her readiness meets her new partner's readiness, that's when it all comes together. That's so true. And like you said, free will comes into play as well. Yeah. And being proactive helps too. Just cause when you tell somebody that, yes, there is somebody going to come into your life, you don't just sit there on the couch twiddling your thumbs saying, oh, boy, when's he coming? When's he coming? You've got to put on your best dress, go out to be social, and be part of the creative process. But that's so, part of being willing mean, to get in the mix, really being willing to be alive, being willing to take part, being being willing to connect in love instead of in fear. Fear is where you stay home and wait for something to come true. Love is when you go out and live your life, right? That's right. That's, that's right. This path of resistance, and it always works. Mm-hmm. And I just want to tell the callers that we're not taking um, any mediumship questions tonight. We don't have time for it. We're just taking psychic questions only. And with that, we have another person that would like to talk to, Karen. I I have a quick question, too, sure. for the both of you. Um, what happens when your the 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 answer is like no, it's like hidden. So, like the last caller, Karen, it just seems to me that. It, it the like the answer was hidden. Of like, has she met him yet? Or something like that, like you know that that would, like you said, because she's so intellectual, it will set off a whole new set of questions. But what if Source doesn't want her to know that answer yet? Well, how do you guys handle that? One of the things that I think about doing this work is, and again, it's something that I try to do. I have to adjust a thousand times a day. Is you need to always check that you are in integrity with your connection. If I don't know the answer, I will say I don't know the answer. And and that is one of okay. the most, I think one of the most powerful permissions you can give to someone to let them know sometimes when people are calling for an intuitive reading what they really want is for someone to tell them exactly what to do next and exactly how it's going to turn out. That's right. And, and if it's and, blocked, we can't see it. Right. And there are reasons sometimes when an intuitive isn't given an answer. The re- I mean, and the reason also could be that maybe my I don't have a good connection or maybe, so there's reasons on my end too, but there are sometimes reasons when I go to look and the answer seems like it's blocked for me. There are reasons. It's because the the client or the person who's asking the question has other things that they need to work through before they get to asking that particular question, before that answer comes up. Um, and so that's that's my experience with that. But I think that one of the most powerful things that that I can say myself as a psychic is that when I don't know the answer, I will say I don't know the answer to that. And and it's important to to do that. There are some readers who 
kind of there's an ego trip about how you're powerful and you have secret information. I don't. That's not. That's not my point of view. So when I don't know, right. I say I don't know. Makes a lot of sense, and you're being honest. Well, you. I, I mean, like that. You can't. You don't have to be, but you can choose to be. Um, as a way of not only empowering yourself to have a clear connection with source, but as a way of empowering the person to answer the who's asking the question to understand that it may not be as simple as a yes or no. I know. Many reasons I give, I uh, either tell them, oh, i got some good news for you, or I'm sorry, I've got to you know, be honest with you, but this is what I'm getting, and it's not what you want to hear, but you want me to tell you anyway. So whatever it is, you know, we just don't do this to fulfill somebody's wishes and lie, you know, and tell them what they want to hear. We tell them what we get. Yeah. And I'm sure that they know that about us, and that's why they ask us to see what we're getting, if it matches their perception or not, or if it may answer a question one way or the other. Yeah. And well, it's good. Well, and it can be, it's about... As I was talking before about how messages from source come through with love and and without judgment, and those are messages about the light. And even if you're asking a question and you really, really want to hear a yes, and the answer from source is no, if I'm the person who's being asked to deliver that message to the person who has a question, I have a responsibility to deliver that message which with as much love and as much light and as much gentleness as possible. I wouldn't ever want to blindside somebody with a no when they were really looking for the yes, so I'm going to try to give that information with as much love and clarity as I can. Um, Telling somebody what they want to hear just because that's what they want to hear doesn't serve the client. That makes a great deal of sense. It surely does. I like to hear I'm making sense. That's true. (laughs) That's good. Well, we have... We have somebody else that has a question for you. That's true. Okay. Um, Area code 562. 562, you are on Beyond the Gate Radio. What is your name and where are you calling from, please? Um, My name is uh, Rita, and I'm calling from Ventura. Hi, Rita. Hi, Rita. Hi. How are you doing? Hi, Rita. I have a hearing tomorrow, and I was wondering how it's going to go. Well, Rita, the first thing I need to say is that I'm a, I am was a theater major, so like legal stuff, I don't know. Um, when I look at the when I look at the outcome for you, and what I'm trying to do is look at what how you feel afterwards. My sense is that you are it's like you're happy, but you're not quite all the way. This isn't the big woohoo. This isn't the all the way victory. This isn't the absolute yes that you were looking for. So there's what they're showing me is a kind of is a sense of balance. So I think what we're seeing is an outcome that is favorable to you, but is maybe not exactly as 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 much of a yes as as you wanted. Okay, going into this, I'm being very strongly guided. I feel like there's a lot of emotion around this and a lot of like um, they're saying investment to me. I don't think I'm there. Probably is financial investment, but I think I'm supposed to be looking at emotional investment with you. And I just want to please ask you before you go in there to please just take a minute and draw a deep breath. Try to go in as just as calm and as open and as as like on an even keel as you possibly can. That means that whatever the outcome is, even if I'm wrong and it goes completely not your way and it's a total disaster, you're going to be in a much better, much protected place, more protected place to deal with it. My sense is that, yes, this goes your way, but it's not the full-on yippee that that you were looking for. You are being guided to please remember how much support you have in spirit and to call on that support to just make this a much calmer experience for you. Does that make sense, Rita? Yes. I was wondering, is this going to be um, rescheduled? Oh, that's interesting. Um, It may be pushed out 
I'm supposed to say, yes, it may be pushed forward. The the thing that we're dealing with here, like the matter at hand, I, I feel like it's really important that it doesn't get put off forever, okay? And there's a sense in which this could just, we could keep putting this off for the next 350,000 years. This is something that needs to be taken care of right now, enough already. So, yes, I suppose it may be pushed forward a little bit. I would encourage you to be sure that even if it does get pushed forward, that we're dealing with this rather rather quickly. That's not because something bad is going to happen. It's because it's really taking a toll on you, okay? It's taking a toll on you emotionally. It's taking a toll on you energetically. Jeez, enough already with this, and let's get it taken care of. If it does get rescheduled, Rita, it's not because of you. This is because of something, this is because of something else that happens. Does that make sense? Yes. It's not you doing it. Okay. Right, yeah. right. I, I, okay. But uh, but it's a possibility the judge may say you you need this and this and we're going to reschedule. Um, and that's why before you go, really just be in your happy place as much, as much as you possibly can be, as calm and as centered as you possibly can be because you've got a lot of emotional investment in this. Okay, so just be very calm and whatever happens, just chill out. This does eventually go your way. It's not a complete and total victory, but it does go your way. It's gonna, it is gonna be okay. I like that you're holding. I'm, okay, thank you. I'm supposed to say I like that you're holding, pe- you're holding people accountable, and you are accountable as well. And I like that. Okay, that's good. Okay, so is that helpful so for you? tomorrow um, that we're gonna have the hearing and they're gonna reschedule the rest of the week um my sense is that at the end of the day tomorrow you are going to have you're going to things are going to go your way it's not going to go all the way for you there is a there is a possibility that it does get pushed moved forward okay and i'm being guided to ask you to to kind of stay on it don't let this get away from you so far away that the stuff doesn't get dealt with okay good luck tomorrow um, and just go to your go to your happy place um, or your calm place uh, before you go, and I think it's going to help you a lot. Okay. Do you like the Do you like the judge? Do I like the judge? The judge is listening. The judge is listening. Do I Do I want to kiss the judge on the lips? And no. Well, I that's not what I meant. I, w- I wasn't meaning romantically. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. I'm, and I'm making a joke. I'm sorry. I'm being silly. I, do I love the judge? No. Um, I think the judge is listening, and I think that you that this is pretty good at finding someone who's going to look for balance again. Balance comes up a lot for you. Going to look for balance and going to look for fairness. So this is somebody who's actually paying attention. So, yes, I, yes, I like the judge. Well, Rita, thank you very much for your call. I hope that's very helpful for you, and I hope that uh, everything turns out okay for you tomorrow. Thank you very much. Yeah, me too. Good luck, Rita. Yeah, so, you know, something like that can be a challenge because I pretty much saw the same thing that you did, and then there's awful, there's an awful lot going on there. Well, know, and, so. it, and it just, and it, and it, and now is the time to address it. And and so I yes. like the idea of everyone staying accountable, everybody doing what they need to do. But it, but if we can take some of the drama out, some of the emotional investment out, it's going to go a lot better. Um, so I'll be vibing, reading because now. it's fear, it's fear based. That that's mm-hmm. what you know. Like in that, in that if you take the fear part out, then you can open your eyes and see clearly. I, I get it now. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's. I mean, fear makes you um, makes you close up, makes you grab at things, makes you um, paralyzed or clutchy, right? And and when you can allow yourself to move past that. And again, with every breath, you have a chance to make a change. So if you blow it once, you just do it again on your next breath. You always have a chance to kind of settle down and let go of that and let go of that energy. Um, events will unfold, and what you can control is how you react to those events. What choices do you make? How do you move through? How do you move through your life? That's right. And a lot of times, when you're in a situation like she is, you know, you can't help but be fearful of the outcome. And fear throws up that dark energy, which it blocks yep. us, them, everything. Right, right, and it, and and in this case, all the 
all the drama and stuff around it um, means that even after this is settled, and I do feel like it does, it's awful complicated and thorny, but I do feel like we eventually get all this settled, It that fear and all that stuff around it makes it really difficult then for people to move on because there's like, it's like a, it left a big greasy stain all over the situation. And so holding mm-hmm. that energy of fear makes it difficult to move on even when you've achieved resolution. That's, that's totally right. Uh, I have time for one last call. And the caller, please just ask one question, and it's going to be really quick because I want to talk to Karen a little bit more uh, as we wind down the show. Okay. And, David, you stop me because you know I'm verbose. So That's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we have caller area code 817-817. You're on Beyond the Gate Radio. Can we have your name and where you're calling from, please? Yeah, this is Dale in Texas. How you doing? Hi, Daryl. Dale, how you doing, Dale? I'm doing fine, David. I was wondering if y'all could uh, give me some kind of insight. Is uh, will I get a job uh, in this area that I'm uh, kind of specializing in? And first uh, December, uh, when we uh, there's going to winter meetings will be going on, so. It's it's difficult it's difficult for me to hear you, Dale. It sounds like you're asking okay. about your job prospects for the beginning of December. Is that right? Yes. Um, I do not see you getting a job on the first of December, but I do see employment coming for you toward the end of the year. Okay, so as we get a little farther into December, I'm supposed to tell you. I think you already know this. You're another one of those people who's hungry for knowledge and hungry for learning. I want to encourage you to continue the learning that you're doing. To, I don't. I don't think I mean go back to school and study for the next 550,000 years. But what I do mean is keep your mind open, keep learning stuff. Especially I'd love it if you were finding out, like um, I know you said you're in a specialized area. I would love for you to just mm-hmm. poke your head out a little bit beyond that specialized area, just expand a tiny little bit just so you kind of know what's going on. You're one of those people, I think, who does their very best work when they feel um connected with other people, connected with ideas, connected with things that keep you excited. Um, And that's your best work, the thing that sparks your passion. Sometimes, especially if you're feeling like things are futile and it's never going to work out for you and you're never going to get a job, you get into kind of a, a darker place. And I would love to just remind you to lift your head out of that place and go forward and do the things that are bringing you, that you're interested in, that are bringing you joy. I do feel a job coming for you toward the end of the year. They're showing that to me. It may not be, that's interesting, it may not be permanent, okay, but my sense is that that's not a bad thing. This is going to help tide you over, I think, until the next thing comes along. This is like a stepping stone kind of job that's coming up for you. Not permanent, but it's going to tide you over. It is going to be okay, but keep your head up and keep looking for stuff. You're awesome, and I think that people would be happy to have you. So don't, please don't despair. It's going to be okay. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Oh Yes, ma'am. I sure appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Okay. Okay, thank, thank you for you. calling, Dale. Bye. Yeah, that's Thanks, wonderful. Dale. I just want to let everybody know that uh, all the shows I always schedule for uh, usually, you know, a couple hours because I've had some shows that I went over by a few minutes and we were cut off. So this is a one-hour show tonight, but I always schedule over just in case, you know, the show goes over so we can keep broadcasting. But uh, all the callers were wonderful tonight. I appreciated them, and I appreciated having Karen on the show. Now, if anybody would like to speak to her further, please go to foxcitypsychic.com, and you can speak to Karen. Be sure to listen to her radio show, Out of the Fog, on Block Talk Radio, and she has other shows. Karen, um, you know, you just awesome. about some, Can I tell them about something really cool that I'm doing well, right on Saturday? Ahead. Take your time. Okay. Oh, I have a whole other hour. I'll just speak very slowly. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, I do a thing called the Out of the Fog Salon, which is an online gallery reading. And I set that up because I noticed people were calling into the show and not being able to get in because we had too many calls on the switchboard. So if you go to my website and click on the link for the Out of the Fog Salon or for the online gallery reading, you can get information about that. 
that's a very small group where everybody gets a reading, and we also laugh our heads off and have a really good time. So that's meeting. That's a monthly group, and that meets again this Saturday. And that's all. I just wanted to share that because it's fun, and it brings me joy. That was wonderful. Absolutely a great idea. That is a great idea. Thank you. It's fun. Well, drop in any time. It's it real. You know what's so cool is that when you're it's and it's what I was saying about energy. When you're in a group of people with and we've set an intention and we're sharing the energy, it raises everybody's vibrations. That means the readings rock, and it's we make a connection that we couldn't have made otherwise. And so it's great. That's wonderful, and you know, I'm glad because of the internet. You know, there's we're more flexible in doing teaching and talking and whatever we have to do. Yeah. And then what we do without it, we're spoiled now. <laughs> but it's part of, see, I think as a as a shift is coming for us, as a shift in awareness, as things are changing, we're being given the tools that we need to use to help ourselves get through this time of transformation. Programs like yours are one of those tools. Um, the spiritual awareness that's growing is another one of those tools. And so as long as we use the tools that we have in a way that increases the light, increases connection in a way that's for the highest and the best good of all concerned, we really can't go wrong. And so this is one of those tools. And a wonderful tool it is. And I want to ask you one more question before we sure. close. What you know, I just had to ask you this. What do you think about the year two thousand and twelve? Everybody wants to know that burning question. Oh, and there's now I don't have any secret special information. Okay, nobody's whispered in my ear about the year twenty twelve. So I'm not I have no predictions because that's not my game. There's nothing to worry about though. I mean, you know, my you feel sense- good. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. No, there's nothing to worry about. And here's my sense of what it is. Um, We, when everything is changing around us, we put our energy on fear and we make that fear worse and worse and worse and worse. Oh, no, the poles are going to shift and the planet's going to end and it's all going to, okay, stop. Stop with that already. Let's concentrate on building the connection. Let's concentrate on the ways that we are changing, on the ways that civilization is changing. Let's concentrate on the way that the old things are being replaced by newer things, what I call the new normal. Let's concentrate on getting used to the new normal and making connections and making changes from the old way that we used to live. I see 2012 as a year of expansion and growth and, yes, of transformation and change. I would not be surprised if there are some earth changes during that time. I do not see it as the time when everything goes up and goes up in flames and we're all doomed and it was all for nothing. I don't believe that that's the way it happens. That's good. I feel the same. Yeah. We're on the same page there. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And so being holding the fear around that just it just doesn't it just doesn't serve us. I agree with that. I agree. It doesn't. Yep. Well thank you, Karen. We'll be talking about Thank you, David. Our projects that we're gonna be doing. Looking thank forward you. to it. And good luck on the second book. You know I'm a big fan of the first one. And um, good luck to you as you're putting the second book together. So I'm wishing you a lot of creativity and inspiration as you go ahead and do that. Good. And I want to wish you good luck on yours, too. Thank you very much. Because I know you're going to be writing the book. (laughs) Well, you're using your psychic powers to see that I should be writing one, and I'm sort of putting it off and dancing around it. Yeah, but you'll get it, and it'll be a great book. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll finish it, right? You can <laughs> tell me psychically. I really am going to finish it, right? Yes. Okay. It's a 2012 book. Is it? And you're coming over to help, right? Can you just come on over and... I'm available if you need any help with it. Excellent. All right. Meet me here tomorrow morning and we'll get started. The most difficult part is the first word, the first paragraph, the first sentence. That's the hardest. Once you get that... Once you break through that, then it just flows afterwards. So think about that. I will. Thank you so much. And thank you for letting me be on the show tonight. I had a wonderful time. Sherelle and David, you make me feel very comfortable and very at home. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, too. God bless you. Thank you so much, Karen. And we will chat soon. And could you also repeat the... um, that little small group that you were talking about, I was trying to put it in on the chat room for everyone that on chat that they could hear about it. Oh, sure. The Fog City. 
Um, well, the place to find out everything you would ever want to know about anything I'm up to is fogcitypsychic.com. That's my website. The gallery reading is called the Out of the Fog Salon, and there's information. You can just click the big link on the homepage. I also, if you're willing to trade me your email address, um, I would love to sign you up for my not-so-monthly newsletter. Um, you never have to Excellent. worry about Bam from me because I, I'm not that conscientious about writing. Um, and I have a free guided meditation audio that I'll share with you. So if you'll trade me your email address, I will shoot you a meditation audio and you'll be on the no spam, <laughs> not so monthly newsletter list. I love that. Thank That's you so much. Wonderful. Thank you. And even though I'm not having a show this coming Sunday from Beyond the Gate, I will be the regular monthly guest on Sci-Fi Radio and Block Talk Radio this coming Sunday with Donna Stewart and crew. So if you want to hear my voice, that's where I'll be this coming Sunday. And stay tuned for our postings because we are going to have that psychic development show or shows coming up soon. So thank you all for coming to Beyond the Gate Radio once again. God bless everybody, and I'll see you here or Facebook or wherever. Good night, everybody. Good night, Cheryl. Good night, David. Good night, Karen. Thank you, all of our listeners, everyone in the chat, all of our callers. Have a wonderful night. Thank you. <laughs>